It is currently January 5th, 2022. I am Bobby. Welcome to the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about telling Johnny to fuck off. Joining me, as always, consistently without fail, the gamer on the go, Chase Kinnicky. Chase, how are you? I'm I'm devastated, Bobby. Why? Is Johnny? My father No, well no, no, not about that. God. Uh, my father is better than me at a video game, and I uh, I don't know how to feel about it anymore. What even is a video game anymore, Chase? That that's a that's a great question. Anyway, uh, hey, big ups to your dad. The it's it sounds like he's the origin of your competitiveness, and probably congratulations to both of you. A toast to your father. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure he'll appreciate it. He is now the. 29th best hold down player in the world, which is which is better than my 110th. That's pretty damn impressive. I mean, sure, there's there's thousands of people on that leaderboard. They're both they're both very impressive. But uh, his How often are, is, I mean, his is he is just playing more than you, or or is he better? Oh, he's than definitely you? playing more than me. Uh, like he he doesn't play video games all that often. So to have one on his phone that he just plays every once in a while in front of the TV. Like that's the only one he plays. So he he's played a ton of that game, Damn. and he's he's probably way surpassed the amount of time I've put it. How much it. are you like that? There's a while where you were only playing that. That's still the case. Uh yeah, I, I still play that game probably once every couple days. And you're playing this on your at, phone? At, at least. Yeah, I play it on my phone. Okay. And... I mean, I also play I also play Fire Emblem Heroes still. Just don't tell anybody. Wait, what? I love, yeah, so the yeah, App Store has a new section that's like gaming classics and that's actually it's like, that's the first one is Fire Emblem here. I'm like, is, nah, what? Is, I mean, it's based on classics, but I wouldn't call sure. itself a classic. That's a, that's a fucking bold statement, my friend, to call yeah. that a classic? Holy yeah. cow. Oh. I, I I have found like a, a solid balance though, where I I play that game mainly free to play, and it's very rarely what I'm where I'm putting money into that anymore. What kind of which stuff is nice? Are you are you playing on that? Do what? What kind of stuff are you playing on that? On on just my Fire Emblem Heroes? Yeah, like what? I mean, if you're doing free to play stuff, like what are you doing? I, I mean, you still play the content that's there. It's just when when there are new characters. You know, I'm not shelling out a hundred dollars every every time there's a new banner to get the the hot new hotness. Like I I feel like I've got a handful of characters I'm pretty happy with. Um, I'll I'll pull for for stuff that I might want to you know upgrade skills on to my to my kind of main cast. Or if there's like a really cool new character, uh, the the one I put a little bit more money into was was somewhat recently. It was for this New Year's banner that's up here right now they're they're original characters for heroes which is kind of interesting um but they're they're just really fucking good uh, it's actually it's a it's what's called a pair-up unit so it's actually two characters kind of put together okay um, and they they have some extra bonuses that go along with that anyway we don't need to talk about fire Emblem heroes i just am still playing that game there was a new book recently that, that came uh, wait, for that what they well, sorry. That's what they call like their seasons are books. So no, there was not like a physical thing with pages, but right. uh, there was a there was a new season of Fire Emblem Heroes that recently started that has a bunch of new shit in it. Chase, that's a lot, my friend. It, it is. It um, 
And I still play Animal Crossing, but you know, I don't talk about that on the show until yeah, it's ready. We all ready to we talk all about. have things that we'd rather not talk about on here. But tonight, sure. however, we are going to be talking about a few things. Um, let's let's run down what you can expect. If you've never tuned in before, first of all, Happy New Year! Welcome to the Casual Hour. We talk about video games every week. We do deep dives. We do uh, streams on Mondays and Fridays. It's going to be a really great time tonight. However, is probably my favorite type of episode that we do here at the show. And what we are going to do tonight is break down the games that are currently on their way for the month of uh, January. So before we do that, we tell you about some games that we've recently been playing. We look at the games that we picked for December of 2021. And we'll we'll ask ourselves the tough question, did we get it right when we picked those games? And then we will look at... The answer is almost assuredly, no, we did not. No, we did not. (laughs) Uh, We look at the free quote-unquote free games so the games you get for uh xbox games with gold for january playstation plus and then what new games came out for game pass and then we look at the games coming out in january this isn't every game so it's not even like really a curated list but it does tend to dip its toes across pc switch playstation and xbox i think it's a pretty like it's mostly stuff it's mostly stuff we're interested in or and and or uh stuff that you know we think is worth talking about the very least so you you found yourself in a good spot we uh johnny is out this week we we wish him great uh, spot yeah i mean look you got just chasing bobby no johnny um so we can just kick dirt on that guy all night long and not feel as good as we would if he was here but regardless uh we're gonna hop into it because we do got some stuff to get through and chase i think it's only fitting that you start us off with a little bit of what you've been playing sure uh, well, I'll start with something that you and I have both been playing recently, Ooh. Uh, and that is a game called uh, Banners of Ruin. So this yeah. is not a new game. No. Um, in fact, we have a we have a quick look of it uh, that's going to show up probably next week. I imagine next week. Okay. Um, and, and I thought it was really cool when we recorded the quick look. Yeah. Um, enough that i thought you know what i'll throw some money at this dev uh, it's on switch bucks? it's been on switch for a while yeah it was 20 bucks okay um i used a, an eShop gift card that was a christmas gift from uh, my good friend bobby Pease um on this thing and bobby gotta say it's bad on switch i had a feeling yeah i had a feeling uh, i i don't know uh, man like i think deck builders are tough on that platform i really do they are. I mean, it it can be done well. Monster Train, I think, plays fantastically on a Switch. Yeah. Uh, Slay the Spire, I think, plays great on a Switch. There, it's not impossible to do these things. But but this game, Banners of Ruin. Uh, let me let me back up. Let's talk about the game a little bit more generally before I get yeah. into the quibbles of the Switch version. So it, it's a game where you start out with two characters. You kind of get to pick uh, what classes they are, and the classes are really races. In uh, in that you can like be warrior, rogue, mage. It's just right. Like this is a. It's yeah. They're they're based on animals, yeah. so it's like you, you want to be a bear, and a bear has like a set of starting equipment and kind of specific talents that that class has. Or do you want to be a mouse? And mice have again specific talents, specific kind of starting equipment that they get. More like um, abilities when you talk about it, right? Yeah, like those talents turn into cards, but they are like specific cards that those characters only right, can use. Right, right. Um, right. You could also you could also just pick two bears if you wanted to. 
Um, okay. And then those talents would would kind of cross over, so you can use those talents on either character, which is kind of cool. Um, but there there are reasons you might want to go into one mono race and just have multiples of the same, uh, but also spreading it out and gives you more options as you play as well. Um, it, it looks like there are other races in the game as well. It's like found a like a or something, right? I think there's a fox, there's a weasel, I think there's a wolf. Um, there's, a, there's a few other ones too. I think there are six in all. Uh, and I think you even get to a point where you can have at least three characters in your party. But it looks like you have to unlock these characters by purchasing them. Like Oh, like in the game? You don't like find yeah. the city or anything? Okay. No, it, it'll be like, hey, this character's in a in a bar. Uh, do you want to recruit this character? And you have to spend some of your money on it. And then I think that unlocks it as a as a playable class later uh, on other runs. But I think you would still get that character as like a third character on that run. Gotcha. So this is a roguelike deck builder like the other ones that we've talked about. Oh, and the, the cards that show up. Before. Yeah, definitely haven't uh, gotten exhausted by this yet. Um and the cards are are pretty are pretty cool. Like some cards work for both characters. Some cards are are race specific or uh, equipment specific. So you can equip different gear to your to your characters' armor and uh, weapons and either offhand weapons or shields, depending on what you want. Uh, and some some weapons are two handed, so they'll take things take stuff up that way. Uh, like the bear starts out with a long sword. And that long sword has specific cards that tie to it. Like there, there's one that attacks like a whole AOE effect on the other side of the uh, of of opponents, and that's something that only the long sword can do because it's a long sword. It's it's long. Uh, whereas a hatchet is what the mouse starts off with, and the hatchet has an ability that can you know hit multiple times. Uh, and and it works a little differently. So that's those are like, hey, if you have the axe, if you have an axe card, any axe you find in the world can use these cards. And if you have a longsword, then you can use any of the longsword cards that are there. But an axe can't use the longsword card. Anyway, right. uh, and you're able to you're able to change this equipment out as you as you play through the game. You're able to loot stuff. On my on my first run, I found a really cool two handed bow uh, that was called an expert bow. Mm-hmm. Got a bow. I put it on my mouse. Uh, it it allowed me to get it. Yeah, you just, I looted a chest and it was in there. Damn. So let's grab that there and equip it. Uh, I lost my shield and I lost my axe because I I had to use the two handed bow. Um, one of the bummers I think, and and maybe I'm just not playing it correctly or or not seeing the option for it. But even when you uh, unequip a uh, uh, even when you unequip a piece of gear, a weapon, those cards are still in your deck. So I would have a bear with a longsword and a mouse with a two-handed bow, and I'd still be getting axe cards. And I was like, well, nobody can use these. So why, why would I change? And I was wondering, like, why, why would I change equipment if I knew I was just going to fill my deck with a bunch of garbage that I wouldn't be able to use on, on some turns? Um, so maybe, maybe there's a way to, to weed stuff out of your deck that I just haven't seen yet. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, and the reason I don't know is because I think it fucking plays terribly on Switch. Uh, it's, it is so weird 
the the control scheme. It's uh, it's it's hard to even explain. It uses both analog sticks in that one analog stick is picking characters like you have your character screen yeah. and you're seeing okay that's fine and like no no that that seems okay but then if i ever want to play a card now i have to use the right stick to page through my page through the different cards and it's just the weirdest thing and and you have to confirm when you're over over a character with your with your left stick and it's like okay well i have to hit a button now to confirm that that's the that that's the character i want to now switch to it's it's just really fumbly in a way that I don't think you have a problem with on on PC. If you if I had a mouse and I was able to just click and drag a lot of this stuff, I think I would have zero problems with it and be having a lot more fun. But the Switch version just slows down all the mechanics I, look, to I, a, a crawl. I get why they would put on the Switch. I'm not I'm not here to like show on the it's Switch. It's a very popular system. It's a very popular system, but I for the life of me, I don't understand why these developers that have games like this that really work well, it's a deck builder, so it's not active input, but the input is really great with a mouse. I don't understand why they don't move most of these games over to a tablet, like an iPad or an, a Fire tablet. Like playing, yeah. playing Slay the Spire on my iPad is fucking awesome. Playing SteamWorld Quest on my iPad, fucking awesome. Like even a game like FTL, I'm sure it's better with a mouse and keyboard, but still on the iPad, it's very serviceable on that. It's, and fine. It, it's fine. But hearing these stories about Grifflands and now Banners of Ruin on the Switch, like that's one of the reasons why I haven't picked up Loop Hero on my Switch. I'd love to be able to play that on the go, sure. but I don't want to roll the dice on that input. And it's not shitting on the Switch. It's not designed for these types of games. It's just not. Like there's too much movement happening there. Way too much. I mean, and and again, though, like there have been success stories on the Switch with these kinds of games before. Like you said, Slay the Spire plays plays well on on iPad, but that game plays really well on the Switch. It's totally fine there. It it's just that I think it takes a little extra work from developers to think about how you translate a game's controls from a mouse and keyboard setup to a controller setup. And and in this instance, I just don't think they did a very good job. And and that's Fair. a disappointment. Fair. And also, I don't think it's going to get fixed because this game is is pretty old. It's been out on Switch for a couple of years now, I believe. Uh, and, and to, which tells me, like, eh, it's probably it's probably not getting any uh, updates here soon. So this is probably just what I have to deal with, which is sad. Um, I'm considering it, it. Can you look it up for me, Bobby? Does this game have a Mac version? Uh, uh... Because I would I would probably. I'd probably be totally fine just go ahead and, and buying it again on Mac and where, where and do they have that on listed my... on, on the Steam page? I'm on there right now. Um uh it's usually got like a little icon, little Apple icon right underneath the the photo of the game. I can open Steam and start looking. Uh I I don't think it does, man. Um Okay. This game came out July 29th, ninth, twenty twenty one, by the way. On Steam at least. Uh, uh yeah, okay, yes, but that was also that was also one um, it's been out in early access for like a year before that, so that that's why I'm saying uh, it's been out for a couple version... years. Windows, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think this is Windows only. But I'll tell you what, like, not to like ring this bell again with you, yeah, but it is. It's on Mac. No, it, it's oh, it's okay. just on Windows. This will be a so uh, that's a bummer. This will be a really cool thing for your Steam Deck. Will it? 
Because that's isn't that the problem? It, like the Steam Deck is just like a controller. No, the Steam Deck has the two mouse pads on it. Yeah, I'm everything, not. Everything I've heard from people who have had their hands on it, they're pretty positive on that input, and it makes sense because that Steam controller, even though that was considered a failure, the one thing mm. that people talked about is those two radial pads that you could use for mouse input. Apparently, yeah. worked, worked very well, and these are just variants of that. That's honestly the part uh, of this, which the the Steam Deck that I'm the most like intrigued slash like pessimistic about is yeah, what's that going to feel like? I hope it's great, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not super sold on that. I imagine though, uh, there will be the ability to pair a wireless mouse mm -hmm. to a Steam Deck, and then that would alleviate the hundred percent. So one of the reasons why but, I, I yeah this year. So that that might be something I do in the future because I I do think this game is pretty cool. I think it's got some it, it's got a really cool kind of choose your own adventure thing where you get three paths every basically everywhere you go and and you make those options and like other games kind of do that too. Maybe but, we'll stream uh, it on a Monday. I just like the way I, I would love to stream it on a Monday. I would love to watch you play it on a PC where I'm not going to get frustrated by the way it controls uh, because I think the the mechanics that are in there for combat and the card stuff is is kind of interesting and i i would like to play more of it even if i don't think it is quite as good as a slay the spire or a or a monster train uh looks like july 30th 2020 it came out in early access hit 1.0 almost a year to the day it was july 29th 2021 mm -hmm. um so pretty impressive I, I think it's a smaller team that makes this it looks like uh monte barrow is the name of the developer um it's a cool looking game it's got a really awesome art style to it again banners are ruined. Oh, yeah. we'll probably stream this in the next few weeks here on on our uh, casual monday se segment we'll talk more about that here in a little bit but banners are ruined looks i i i i like the look of this game a whole lot i think it's really cool yeah it's it's got a it's definitely it's definitely got something i just wish it had a, a little bit more and man that that switch version well, is bumming me out talking about good looking games that you can play on the go chase mm. well i can play them now uh, I, that's not true. I guess I could have always played it. But um, yeah, so at, when we were doing our Game of the Year shows, uh, one of the things that came up was like uh, the, the game, what was it? Like the, the game we thought would be like our 20... We, we always do a category that's like, what was our favorite game that we played for the first time first, that year, yeah. even though it's not from that year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like non-2021 game that you played in 2021. Yeah, and then we have another category that's like, hey, what's your backlog game? What's the game that you missed out on this year that you really wanted to play, but for whatever circumstances didn't play? Probably a game you'll you'll pick up in the next year and might even be something that wins that category for the next year. And for me, it was a game called Fantasia, mm -hmm. which is uh, from the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi. Uh, Nobuo Umatsu is doing the music for it. He, he worked on a lot of Final Fantasy music as well. Um, and it, it's got a, a real Bravely Default kind of look to it that, that got me excited. And I was like, These, this all sounds great. And the thing that didn't get me excited is that it was an Apple Arcade-only game. Yeah, they, they were like pretty heavily involved in this game, I believe. Yes, I believe Apple funded some or most of the game. I, I know they sh it showed up a lot when Apple was marketing Apple Arcade back when they cared about it. Um, I don't know. Maybe they still care about it. I just don't hear them talk about it like they did 
when it was first coming out. Yeah. Um, and I was I got really excited about this game because it looks awesome. Like here's here's this cool ass RPG by the original Final Fantasy developer. Uh, why wouldn't I want to play this thing? Um, but the reason I wouldn't want to play it is because it's locked to your phones and locked to your iPads and and iDevices. Because like that's just not where I want to play games. I want to play this thing on a Switch. Um, and then I got extra excited about it. We did a quick look on it sometime last year. And as you were playing it and showing me more of the mechanics, uh, it's like, holy shit, these mechanics seem really cool. The way you can save, uh, the way you can bank these uh, combat encounters and fight them all at once and get extra bonuses for doing that. Uh, it allows you to search through dungeons faster. And then it also has this kind of wanted style. You can bend your, you can bend your different attacks and have them uh, do different AOE kinds of damage like on, on things. Like you can hit groups of a cluster of enemies, or you can even, to your point, using that wanted analogy, you can hit like if if they're on the trajectory of your movement, you can hit quite yeah. a few. There's like really no limitation. To, to yeah, you just arc it. You just arc how you're going to want your attack to go, and it'll hit all the care all the enemies that are in a, a in that row. Way of adding a little bit more hands on to a turn based strategy. I, I really think yeah. it's got a tactile feel to it that that you don't get on other types of games like this. Totally, and especially on a touchscreen, mm -hmm. and and that's why I think it plays so well on on an iPad. The problem is I didn't have an iPad that could that was capable of running this game. Um, I, I had an older iPad. Your iPad couldn't do it. I yeah, I had I think I had the original iPad Mini, and it just it it doesn't it doesn't uh, run Apple Arcade. It doesn't run uh, a new version of iOS that's a, that's capable of running Apple Arcade. Got it. Okay. Um, so it was I'm just a you. dead end, and that and that sucked. Um, I did try playing it on my phone, and it just felt too small. It's it was not. It didn't feel right at all. I, I was I was hating it, and I thought, oh well, maybe I'll just play it on my on my MacBook Pro. I I can totally play it on through the Mac App Store, uh, and I and I did, and I tried that. I was like, this also feels like garbage. Um, I tried plugging in a Switch Pro controller to my to my MacBook Pro and going, well, maybe this will feel better. No, not really. No, it feels fine running around, sure. but in the combat and trying to do those arcing kind of attacks. Uh, it just didn't have the precision that you wanted that you could get out of a touchscreen. Uh, so I said that I was going to steal your iPad and and play this game. And uh, iPad over here, though. and look what I got over here. Oh yeah, this, man. this one is th this one isn't yours though. This I, I actually I actually purchased this one. I put a I put a Monument Valley Monument Valley two very, uh, very wallpaper on it. Wallpaper. It's a very good wallpaper. Um, so yes, I, I now have a new uh, iPad Mini. Uh, it seems fine. I'm gonna get a case for it here in a couple days because the case it came with was terrible. Um, and and that means I've put a little time into Fantasia. Uh, it still had my old save from the last time I tried this out, and I was like, eh, I've forgotten everything about that. Let's just restart. So I haven't actually gotten anything new. Uh, I'm still just the the main character right now. I haven't gotten any of the the party members. Uh, so I, I'm super early in it. I know this is an extremely long game. It actually got a part two uh, later in 2021, and uh, I haven't played any of that. How does it feel? But does it feel as good as you remember? 
Uh, it feels fine. I, I don't love tapping to tapping to to make my character run to a spot because uh, it does feel a little. No, like it's the problem is what I want is uh, like a, a, con- a analog stick that lets me just control the character, and then using the touch screen to to be able to uh, use the attacks. Yeah. If only there was some kind of system out there that both had analog sticks and a touch screen. Uh, that could do something like I this. I'm going to send you offline. There's a, a device that clips onto your mini that looks a lot like. Yeah, you you you've shown me that before, and that might be something. Because then but, you can do that. You can literally just be moving it around and touching your screen. Yeah, I, I might do that. We'll 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 see. Um, I'm I'm, but I'm talking about the switch. Like this game should be on the switch. Is, it would be is great. Is this there. a game that? I mean, I've I've got a pretty decent chunk of this game carved out already and i like the game i i've been just lazy or distracted but knowing that you do another podcast that talks about these things like maybe that's a game because i don't think anybody else is going to play this game besides sure. you and me on here probably probably not at this point so yeah if this is something that that you feel has the pedigree for your show maybe i'll put a little bit extra effort to to, to play this alongside you yeah i mean let let me get to a point that's close to where you are because uh, again, I'm I'm really just starting restarting this game, um, sure. so I'm not very far in it at all. Uh, but but from what I've played before, from what I've seen from our quick look, I, I think this has the potential to be a, a really cool yeah. RPG that is that is basically traditional, but has a, enough interesting gimmicks to it that uh, it's going to feel a little bit like of its own. And and I think it would make a good gamers on the go podcast episode because it is on Apple Arcade and it isn't getting the uh, the recognition it probably would get if it was on uh, you know more platforms than it is right now. Thanks man. That's yeah, like those Yeah, that's really all I'm playing. I mean, I'm I'm still playing Super Robot Wars 30, but I I don't need to talk about that. Yeah. Um and then, you know, hold hold down Fire Emblem and uh and uh sure. Animal Crossing, but uh, so How about you? What have you been playing these yeah, days? Yeah, man. Um, I, let me, I'm actually going to remember to do this. I'm going to update okay. the note that we use here to show what I'm talking about, because I always forget to do it when I'm talking. Um, sure. So just a really brief, I'm, I'm still in that weird, uh, let, me, let me play through uh, Space Shipbreaker, let me play through Satisfactory, and let me play through... Um, the dice and spear program. So one of the things right. I, I do want to just highlight really quick um, for satisfactory is I've been playing this game for a while. It's in early access. Johnny and I are starting a new series Friday night pending his impending doom of health. Um, but one of the things I found out about it. So the way that this game worked before, if you started a multiplayer game, the only way that you could play that is if both of you were logged on. And that's not terribly unique to this but it's it adds a layer of like hey i've got time that you don't have right now i'm going to log on right. and add things into it well they added um the ability to have a dedicated server and there's a lot of places out there that you oh, can, okay. you can pay a monthly fee that has like a 99 guaranteed uptime they got ftp into it you can load mods into it they handle backups of your save files um so so Johnny and I uh, decided that if this is a series that we're going to be doing and knowing our schedules are different, we're, we're going to pay for 
I'm hosting. And we did this for Valheim when we were playing Valheim and it worked out really well. You can have a backup of it that you, you put like this server backup onto it. So we've got that all set up for our show. We've got the plot laid down and everything's kind of lined up for our first factory, um, which we'll kick that off on Friday night. So that's a really cool thing. But those are that's my like warm, cozy blanket gaming that I'm playing right now, like to help me get through the impending doom. Those are the games that are making my brain happy. Uh, but I did play two new games, and one of these games I am really excited to talk to you about. Actually, both of them I think are really cool, and both of them I think would make excellent quick looks. The first one okay. is a game called Islanders. And Islanders, the easiest way I could pitch it to you, Chase, would be, what if we took Dorf Romantic and mm -hmm. Townscaper and we made them one thing? Um, yeah. It's really cool. Have you seen this game before? Yeah, I've talked about it on the show before. You talked about Islanders? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was on like a it was an indie world game on uh, for Have Nintendo you played at one point, and I, I picked, yeah, I picked it up on the Switch. Shit. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, man. If it wasn't anime, I don't remember. Oh, you're fine. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I mean, please, please talk about it. Like, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it more. I yeah, just, it's. It, <laughs> you know, I, have you heard about this game? I was like, yeah, this one that I've talked about well, like months ago. I don't want sure. to sell you on it. It's a really cool game. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty neat. It's a minimalistic city builder and very minimal. Uh, I there was a a deep sale on this game recently on on Steam, so I grabbed it there. Uh, I think I got this game for $2 and it's already like a $5 game. So when I say deep yeah. sale, it's not a whole lot, but um, essentially you have a progress bar that is filled by coins and you acquire coins by placing different elements of a community in certain areas. And this can be lumberjacks, sawmills, it can be city centers, it can be a statue, it can be a brewery. And they all play off of one another in a way that would benefit you as the builder. And like every like every structure has like a radius around it, like a, and yeah, yeah. you and you want to place those structures where, or sometimes you're forced to place those structures in places where the radius will cover enough of the prerequisites. So, like you said, if you wanted to have like a sawmill. You need to have so many trees within that radius, within that it, that sphere of influence, uh, to be able to place that sawmill, or to get the maximum value out of that sawmill as you as you play. And but then, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Well, the the way that the game becomes more puzzly is that then you'll get items that say, well, you can't, like you, it can't be next to these things now, or like like you can't, or you'll lose points if. Yeah. You know, something is next to your sawmill because that's not what would make for a good city. Like that would be too much noise for like a residential area. You don't want to put that in that sphere of influence. So, because the game is called Islanders, you're working on uh, small small pieces of land, uh, islands. So you're you are limited in where you're able to place things. So it is kind of an efficiency right. puzzle as you build your city. So I've found that. Uh, there's really two things that you're you're managing. Well, three, I guess, if we're going to be technical. Bottom left corner of your screen, you, you've got your readout that's like, hey, you've got 750 of the 825 that will open up a choice for you and replenish what your, your tools are. So like if I chose farming, the last upgrade, now it's like, okay, you can choose uh, parks or you can choose brewery. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll choose park and that gives me a handful of things. And you've got like three or two of each of those items. And then once you use them, you're, you're kind of out. Like that's the gimmick, right? 
uh, over on the right hand side of your screen, there is an island silhouette that's being filled up. And once you've done enough work on an island, you can click on that and just move away. So your score comes with you, but you leave behind never to see again the island that you're working on. And each island is a different type of biome to a degree, and it introduces some new concepts as far as like verticality, scale, placement. The one that I'm on right now has been my favorite, and my confidence is matching my execution here. And that is, um, this is more like five or six micro islands that you get these docks that you put onto it. And when you put the dock on, that, depending on what you can get, is going to expand out for it. And I've been able to place things that, like, I've gotten, my strategy is now, like, I can't put this house right next to it, but can I eclipse the bubbles of the houses? And right. that strategy has been a lot of fun for me to do. This is a really, like, it's a very laid back game to it, and it's pretty forgiving. Um, I, I mentioned Dorf Romantic earlier, which just got an update. Shout out to that team. Uh, they got a really cool, oh, nice. it's got like snow now and it looks beautiful. Like they've made like Ooh. a winter village. So worth checking out, I would say. Sure. And then Townscaper was just more like kind of like unparalleled. Like you're just going to sit down and, and make some cool shit. Um, this is a neat game. It sounds like it's on a few different platforms. I think you probably played this on switch if I had to guess. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, Islanders is really fucking neat, and I've enjoyed. Like, I don't have the energy to to fire up hard space because I I don't want to like go down that rabbit hole of breaking down like three ships tonight. But like, I've got fifteen minutes to kill. Let me plot some houses down and move on. So it's a it's a game that I think would be really good on on a tablet. Not to go back to that, but like on mobile, and yeah. it, it might be there. And and like you said, it's really cheap. It is. It yeah. starts at five dollars, and it seems like it's often on sale for for much less. I think I think that's the same price it is on Switch. Okay. Because um, I, I remember it being like, oh, well, this is so cheap. I'll just pick it up. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. That's, that, that's in the queue I for us to do a quick look for. Sure. I think it's uh, worth some people's time. Uh, a game that I remember seeing some time ago that I was like, this has a really cool look to it. And it just hit Game Pass. Uh, it's called The Pedestrian. Have you seen this yeah. game? You haven't talked about this on a prior episode, have you? <laughs> I have not played this game, but uh, I think we've talked about it in that, hey, this thing looked really cool. And you know what, Chase? It plays really cool as well. Um, yeah. This is a game it. that I, I guess I don't want to call it like a diorama because it's not that, but it is a very like analog looking game that it's like hand drawn when you start off with a like a stick figure and then uh -huh. once you draw the stick figure you let them out into the real world and they are interacting and moving about the real world through signs uh like street signs that you would see and yeah like it's it they're it's a 2d puzzle game yes. like puzzle platformer games yes. but all the puzzles take place on things in the real world um but like 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 you said it'll be like municipal signs like a like a crosswalk and you'll see that big yellow diamond sign but then there will be like a puzzle in there that your little uh guy is is walking through and solving um or or there'll be like a, a piece of paper that has has like drifted like a post-it note or something that's drifted and it's just like laying on a sidewalk and your next puzzle is in there. And then when you portal out of that and finish that puzzle, it, it takes you to, you know, the next sign that might be at a construction site or something like that. One of the things that like crossed my mind when I was playing this was like, 
this is the stuff that happens in the real world when you're not paying attention. Like in my mind, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, this stuff's just happening around me, which I thought was kind of a yeah. Like, like it's like you're, it's like the Toy Story kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like, like oh yeah, stuff comes alive when I'm not looking at it. Yeah. Like I'm not looking at my shelf, but there could totally be one of these characters like running around my shelf through through the artwork, like painting the painting there. So. I thought it was going to be pretty straightforward with like, okay, you're just trying to like get from like one stop sign to a street crossing sign, but they add in some really cool mechanics when it comes to the puzzling with this game. And it's about like you, you press a button. So I'm playing this with the controller. Um, you press Y mm -hmm. and then that brings up a cursor and then you're interacting with the environment that your character's in. And so that could be, you've got like three or four signs that are lined up and there's a series of doors. And there's like these half moons by each one of your segments that you have the ability to move around. Um, but they're like, I'm going to grab that half moon and connect it to another half moon. And then that makes a connection. So my quadrant kind of like portal in that way where it's like, okay, so. this, this door now goes here now. Yes. Uh, but also like weirdly, like after we were talking about Islanders, there's a radius to these things Yeah. where, and because you have so many signs, uh, like your signs still have to fit in this space. Yeah. So to, to figure out ways of manipulating is like, okay, I think I, if I put this sign here, then I can actually connect that half moon to this other half yes. moon down here. Yes. And that still leaves space for this big sign yeah. that, you know, I would have to move another place or it wouldn't, it wouldn't all fit. I, I kept saying to myself when I was playing, I'm like, this is a pretty clever game. Like this is a pretty clever yeah. game. And so it introduces doors, but then it starts to bring in ladders and your mind can't really comprehend at times. It's like, well, I'm going down the ladder in the top right, but I'm popping up in the bottom right corner. Like it's weird shit sure. that happens like that. Um, it's a neat game, man. Like I, I think I, I kind of forgot about it coming out and I believe it launched day and date on game pass. Um, I don't know everywhere that you can play this either. I thought it was a PlayStation exclusive there for a bit. Probably, maybe. Uh, maybe it had some timed exclusivity. I feel like it was shown on a Sony show at some point i don't know it's it's really cool um it, i'm playing that on pc game pass and having a blast with it um i don't think it's a terribly long game uh but it's it's got one of those like wow this is a really impressive thing to to see executed and um uh, probably a lot happening behind the scenes that i'm taking for granted with it but the pedestrian uh and islanders alongside apparently it's on switch how about that i don't think you should check it out um, yeah. Islanders and Pedestrian will definitely do a quick look for. We've got a planned quick look. So to recap the games that we talked about tonight, uh, Banners of Ruin, we've got a quick look recorded, not edited or posted. More to come on that. Fantasian, we do have a quick look for. Go check that out. Uh, we put it on my iPad and we captured that. Uh, I talked a little bit about the update coming to Satisfactory with the, the servers. You'll be able to see that in action Friday night at 10.30 p.m. here on the Casual Hour. And then I talked about Islanders. The f for the very first time on the show ever, nobody's ever talked about it before me. I was definitely the first. Never, not once. Uh, and then we talked about The Pedestrian, uh, a really cool game that just hit Game Pack. And that's what we've currently been playing. Uh, but before we get too far ahead of ourselves here, let's, let's take a minute to pass it over to Chase and have him walk us through what we got right or wrong about December of 2021. Yeah, yeah, let's get into this, uh, our monthly preview talk, and like you said, as always, we start with the previous month. Bobby, my picks for uh, December of 2021, that was a whole year ago, who, who, could, who could possibly blame me for having yeah. good or bad taste at that point? Uh, I had Solar Ash, which I'm, I still have not finished that game, 
but I, I still really like it. it I game. think it was like my number six game. Uh, game of the year. It just God, it feels great. So I'm, I was pretty happy with that one. I had the gunk, which uh, did that quick look go up yesterday or is that going up tomorrow? That went up. The gunk, okay. the gunk is loose. The gunk is out there. You can be in the gunk. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love what I saw from the gunk. I like the gunk. I like the gunk. I'm really? St- I'm staying with the gunk. Maybe, maybe you need to rewatch that quick look because you didn't seem to be down with the gunk. I was in a tough period. spot with that one. That was that. I thought that I was going to get us into something cool, but it was really like yeah. a lot. Like that was the most gunk I'd ever been in. And, okay. And uh, post gunk fortress. Seems pretty all right. Okay, if you if you're kind of turning the corner on it, I'm I'm happier then. I, I know I saw Jeff Gersman of Giant Bomb playing some of the gunk, and he was also not as enamored with it. And I was like, uh oh, is this is this just a miss? But to hear you say, hey, it might be okay, oh, uh, that look, makes me I, feel a little better. I wouldn't move it to the front of my games to play right now, but it's a game that yeah. uh, I like that world quite a bit, and I like the writing for those characters quite a bit. And I, yeah. I think visually it looks good. Um, yeah, like four or five hours too. I heard to get through it, so that has me like okay. maybe maybe I, I will power through what I have got done so far. But I, I I like I like the gunk on paper maybe more than I like the gunk in. Yeah, I, I can believe that. I hmm, I uh, image and form who's now Thunderful or yes. part of Thunderful. I I don't know exactly know how all that works. Uh, I I love their games, but also I don't think they've made anything as good as Steamboat Heist, and they really just need to make a second Steamboat Heist. So they've done Dig Two, they've done Quest, they've done two Steamroll Digs, Heist, uh, Quest, and the Gunk, and and they did a Steamroll Tower Defense, but that was a DSiWare game that Got nobody it. remembers because okay. it was on DSiWare. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, they're, yeah. They're, they're good devs. Uh, you know, those SteamWorld games are, are all pretty good. I think Quest is probably the weakest of all of them, but uh, Heist is, is just the... Heist is one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, and then I also had Chorus. Uh, chorus, maybe. Because, like, uh, What's this chorus? is like one of those Bobby games that I just thought looked kind of good. Um, and you I, also had the Chorus. I, and, I have. And you've been playing the Chorus. Chorus. Uh, what do you... What you, cor- yeah, cor- Corpus. Uh, uh, what, how, how are you feeling about that game? I still really like it a whole lot. Um, I, yeah. I, I think that that had some of the best game feel of 2021. And I was pretty surprised. Like I thought it would be a cool game, but I was actually pretty surprised by how much of a cool game that was. And um, it's made me want Everspace 2 to be out now, which, hey, RIP forever. That was supposed to be out this month. A uh, whole another year pushback for that team, but good yeah. on them. They're doing the they're doing the right work. They're still doing their streams with it. Uh, but but the but chorus is a very good palate cleanser or an appetizer okay. for that game. I mean, if that if that gets a discount on PlayStation, I'll sure I'll probably end up picking it up and and give yeah. it a shot. Uh, anyway, so that's what I had. I, I feel okay about my list. You, uh, Bobby, also had chorus and gunk. Um, and you also had Wolf Stride. I picked it up. I haven't spent a lot of time with it, um, but I do have it. And yeah. um, I need to just, I need to set some time. We, we did a quick look of that when it was on the Steam Next Fest. Yeah. And 
man, it's got some really sharp visuals. I don't think I was really sold on the combat, but man, did I really appreciate Every, what they was I, trying. I would say the game, the weakest parts of the game so far have been the combat. Everything around yeah. it is really cool. Really cool. Yeah. It does, it does look great. Uh, and then even though Johnny's not here, um, actually, especially since Johnny's not here to defend himself, we can uh, make fun of his stuff. Uh, he also had the gunk. He also had Solar Ash. Uh, and then he had Halo Infinite Baby, is what he wrote in all caps. Uh, what does that even mean? I, I'm pretty sure that game is broken or sucks. I don't know. That's what I heard from you at one point. So I, I'm just going to choose hey, to believe you that. you know what? I'm going to... He's not here to defend himself. I'm going to talk some shit. Um, that was his okay. game of the year. He talked all of this about how great Halo is. Oh my god, it's the best it's ever been. Dude hasn't even fucking finished that camp. And I asked him about that. I'm like, I haven't heard you talk a lot about Halo, and that's you know not even been a month yet. Are you, are you just done with it like everybody else I know is? Because nobody's talking about the camp. Um, you, you talked a little too quietly at that point, and it, it didn't pick up on your mic. Oh. You talk so quietly. Uh, I said nobody's <laughs> been talking about the campaign anymore, which they haven't. Everybody's fucking shut up about it because it's the same. Well, thing. you you can't replay the missions. You can't replay the missions. And anyway, I think that's something they're going to fix eventually. I think the thing that sucks the most is that the the skulls in the game, uh, like some of them are in parts of the game that you can't get back to because they're in like story missions. Right. So like, well, holy shit! If you can't go back and get those skulls then you're kind of just screwed. You have to so start the game all over again if you want to get those skulls. That's ridiculous. He's playing the multiplayer, which just got, you know, hmm. hey, if you buy this nail, nail polish, you get an, a Master Chief skin. Yeah, you get your fucking cat ears for Master Chief. I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 it's, it's good. It's better than Halo has been. I'll say this much. Like, I don't want to shit on it because I had, I'm, I'm, I've enjoyed what I've done with it to a degree. Sure. I'm sure mechanically it feels great. But it, it doesn't need to... Like, it's not even really an open-world game, and it shouldn't be titled as such. And having that yeah. build that way diminishes what it's trying to do because it seems so fucking barren. Like the Right. Like, it seems like it's trying to go in two different directions at the same time. Yeah. Like, some, some of those things, it's like, oh, you... They want to be beholden to Halo because it's Halo, and that's why people are coming to it. Right. And, and I get that you want to make a Halo game, but they also want to try making an open world game, and those two things don't always gel. And part of that is these missions that you can't replay, because that's that's what Halo is to me. Like the whole the whole idea of Halo, because I didn't. I mean, I played the multiplayer like at Halo Two and Halo Three time, right. but for me, Halo is a game that you play single player or or co op, but you're playing the campaign. The campaign is so important. And it's it's something that you replay and you try on harder difficulties and you have a good time with and making this open world and making this something that you can't replay easily uh, is Dude, it just feels very unhalo to me. And that's that's all, a bummer. We've all given takes that like we, we regret. I, I will be the first to, to say, like, I've made some bad calls that are on air. Like it's fucking in, in etched in stone. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But what I will say is this. Those motherfuckers, and this is my take, anybody listening and watching, here's my take. The motherfuckers that would talk shit as soon as they could, oh, it's the Ubisoft Tower, boy, they sure have those. Shut the fuck up when Halo came out real quick because they didn't want to have that conversation about, well, weren't you just dogging every Far Cry game that's been out for the last seven, eight years because yeah. your, your, your boy Master Chief 
is doing less than what those Far Cry games did, and you're sitting here talking shit about how old and stale those are. That game, Halo Infinite, in in one hand, feels like the most progressive Halo game ever played, but on the other hand, it also feels like a game that you would have been playing in 2010. Yeah. And it's like, which one is it? Because it's causing a lot of like confusion, I think, for people. Johnny, I love you, man. You picked the bad one. You picked the bad one. I... And and that's a game that's going to continue getting updates over time. Like it is called right. Infinite. They are they are looking to continue that story, and I'm sure they'll get it to a place that'll be interesting and cool. Um, but for me right now, I'm still totally fine saying, you know, if I want to play Halo, I'll go back and play a bungee game. Let's I'll go it. back and play hey, we'll Halo One or Two. And and that, yeah, that that's that is something we we have you know on our bucket list uh, for casual hour of something we want to get done. Uh, you know, maybe maybe this year, maybe over the course of this year, playing some of those bu- old bungee yeah. halos and having a good time with uh, with really solid games. Anyway, uh, let's let's uh, move from bashing Johnny. Uh, yeah. We'll get back to it, I'm oh, sure. Um, and let's get into some free games right now. For and these we'll are the free January James. January games. The free <laughs> yes, the free January James. <laughs> uh, let's start with the Xbox and Xbox games of gold. Yeah. On Xbox One, uh, this time I put a... So in, usually we, in our little uh, Dropbox note that we've got here, uh, I'll just put the game names. And yeah. for a lot of these games with gold titles, I've never heard of these fucking games before. Yeah. Um, so this time I decided to actually put in the, the little blurbs about them. So I might read some of those if it's a game that I truly don't know. Yeah, I'd rather about. than just take the money and be like, hey, you know what? We're not going to give you these yeah. bullshit games. Here's a month <laughs> of Game Pass, you dummy. Go play Game sure, Pass. Sure. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we'll start with Neurovoider, which is a game I have never heard of before. Um, it's available, available, uh, all of January, January 1st to the 31st. Um, set in a cybernetic world and featuring an original soundtrack from cyberpunk artist Dan Terminus. That's a pretty good cyberpunk artist name. Uh, battle through hordes of vigilante robots using endless combinations of nuclear-powered weapons. Play co-op with up to four of your friends. Uh, or ramping. Hey, when it says up to four of your friends, does that mean it has five player co op? I bet it only has four player co op, and that's just a, a that's just me. Anyway, uh, or rampage alone in this hack and slash twin stick shooter RPG. That sounds kind of interesting. This sounds like, like the ascent. Yeah, but I think this is like I think you're in a I think you're in a ship though. Oh, all right. May, may, maybe I'm wrong. It's got a maybe cool I'm wrong to it. It looks different. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's got a. Oh, if you're looking at it, then. Yeah, it's it's got. I get maybe maybe I need to start putting the the links to the uh you did. to these videos. That's did a, I? Yeah, you click on the name in the note. Well, that's that's just a link to. The yeah, so it's, it's the Xbox to the Xbox store. Yeah, they've got pictures okay. of it. Okay. Okay. It looks good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next game is A Ground. This is also for the Xbox One um, and, and will work on your series boxes as well. Uh, it's the, the middle of January to the middle of February, the 16th to the 15th. Uh, a Ground. For humanity to survive and reach the stars, you'll need to craft and build. Uh-huh. That sounds like Bobby All right. already. All right, go on. Uh, whether, whether unlocking new technology, raising dragons... Or launching into space, the sky is literally not the limit. Recover what was lost and rebuild everything. Okay. Huh. This looks like a Seems very... Like a... It's like it's got more Terraria vibes than like other buildings. Okay. 
2 D yeah. pixel art side scroller, hmm. kind of chunky okay. pixels. Um, uh, and and then we get the two that I that I've heard of before, and I think are actually probably the most interesting ones of these. And they're both Xbox three sixty games that are compatible with your Xbox One, which means they're also compatible with your Xbox Series X or S. Uh, the first one is Radiant Silver Gun. Uh, that's available January first to the fifteenth. Okay. Restored by Treasure, the, the developer Treasure, the legendary vertical shooter returns with the same shoot 'em up gameplay which made the original arcade version so famous. New additions such as the Ikaruga style shooting mode help elevate the fun in this fantastic shooter. Um, yeah, like these, like these shoot 'em ups, these uh, are always pretty, just gorgeous. And uh, yeah. I remember Radiant Silver Gun looking pretty damn good back okay. in the day. Okay. Uh, and then the, the last one is Space Invaders Infinity Gene. Uh, that is available January 16th to the 31st. The game that defined video games for generations is back with a new twist. Play a total of 143 stages which evolve in both look and feel. The more you play, unlock new stages, new power-ups, and new features, all to imaginatively stunning visuals. Uh, I played this on a phone. And I remember it being really fun on the phone. And in fact, when I got my when I got this this iPad, I was like, oh, let's go and, and download all the old games that I had. Uh, and and that game, sadly, never got a 64-bit version or whatever it was that I needed for the uh for the to to keep playing it on new hardware. So uh I I don't know. I can barely remember anything about uh Space Invaders Infinity Gene. I just remember having a good time with it. Interesting. Um, so yeah, you can play it on your Xbox now. Okay. So, uh, I, I remember it being really cool and like a, a really different take on Space Invaders, which is interesting because there have already been other games that have been interesting takes on Space Invaders. Uh, I think about the DS game Space Invaders Extreme, which is also a really cool version of Space Invaders. Uh, I don't know. Did, I, might be worth checking out. Again, these are cool. Mm -hmm. Let's get Game Pass. Just if you don't have if you don't have Game Pass, get <laughs> fucking Game Pass. Yeah, I I almost I almost feel like Game Pass has made games with gold pointless. Well, uh, and yeah. now and now Microsoft doesn't have to care about it, so we're just kind of getting these scrub games. Because I, then I look at PS Plus, and we're about to here, and I go, wow, this is some quality. Like this is I, I, not necessarily the best games, but at right. least they got names. They they like, got they got some name quality to them. Uh, so we'll start uh, for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. You'll get uh, both versions, depending on what you have. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, apparently that game is bad. I don't know. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard people say that game is bad. We, so we, we, I didn't put it on uh, what I've been playing, but Johnny and I actually fired this up since the big content update where they added a new enemy type and new weapon types. And yeah. uh, it's very good. We talked about a segment okay. where we each ate an edible. And played this and called it Rock and Stoned. And uh, Jesus Christ, uh, that may or may not happen in the future. So we'll talk more about right. that. <laughs> you know, hearing hearing how much you guys have actually gushed about the game, I and being that it would be free on PlayStation God at this, damn it, at this you point, pick it up, man. Well, if I pick it up, it's not like it's cross-play, so... Well, I, I'll play it with you. I won't have everything unlocked. You're gonna, yeah, exactly. You're going to restart the game from scratch? That doesn't sound very fun for you. If it means getting you to play what I consider to be one of the best multiplayer games out there, then yeah. Like, I, I, think, uh, I think Deep Rock Galactic is absolutely one of the best multiplayer experiences you can have. And it's on Game Pass. Okay. 
It's on now. PlayStation. Game Pass is now. It's on PlayStation Plus. This is actually the first time the uh, this game is coming to uh, PlayStation platforms, and and it's free. If if you're looking for something that would scratch an itch for Minecraft or even like a shooter, um, this is this is that. Like, and you're not really crafting. You're you are doing some light mining, but holy cow, man! It's like horde horde fights, uh, up to four people, four different classes, really cool customization stuff skill trees like it's a fucking great game and to see it on these free services like this is an absolute like hey what can i do to hang out with my friends it's a, it's a really great way to do that deep rock galactic is such a huge win for that service all right uh also uh ps4 and ps5 dirt 5 uh i i've played a dirt game in the past i thought it was pretty good it's not my favorite racing franchise uh you know I mean, Forza Horizon still exists, so uh, but but Dirt Five is doing something a little bit different, and I've I've enjoyed the Dirt games, so I'll I've actually picked that one up already. I've downloaded it to my PS Five, and I'll uh, try that one a little bit later. Uh, and then PS Four only, although you can still get it on your PS Five. It's just going to be the PS Four version because that's the only one there is. Uh, Persona Five Strikers, which. Um, I don't think it's very good. The more time you put in with that game, the better it gets. I just... That's what I, yeah, that's what I hear. And I am actually really interested in the story stuff. It does turn into like a road trip eventually, and I think that seems really cool. It this is a Dynasty Warriors style game. It it is made by um Omega Force and the and the Koei Koei Tecmo. Um Yeah. I, I, I don't off of it I hard. just I, I like Dynasty Warriors games. I, I am that guy, and I did not like the way the mechanics function in this. I don't think it has a very good way to dodge away from yeah. enemy moves. Yep. Um, and that was that was one of the, was, the big painful things to I was me. Pretty lit down, man. Thinking that I was gonna bounce back from my high with Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Age of Calamity, and be like, oh, I'm I'm a Warriors fan now, and then come into Strikers, right. which I love Persona Five. And I was like, fuck, man, this is not what I was hoping for. And, and it's a bummer because they got the they got the characters back, they got the voices back. Uh it's it's similar to uh Persona 4 Dancing All Night, which I really liked with that has uh that like remembers that the story happened in the in the RPG game yep. and is now like a sequel to that and is doing new things and the characters have remembered their their growth and didn't just go back to being the stereotypes they were at the beginning of the game um it's just not very fun to play in my opinion and and it's been really tough to go back to uh, yeah. and and i think what i really want to do is just play persona 5 royal and too, man i do too i'm hoping that we get i should just play that game yeah, I, I feel like that's going to come to the Switch at some point this year. I, I think uh, Sega Sega has mentioned, like, hey, we need to get more Persona out on more stuff. Yep. And I, I'm i crossing my fingers, but I hope that means we're going to put Persona 3, 4, and 5, from Royal, hopefully, and 4 Golden, hopefully, uh, on on the Switch. So we'll see. So that was anyway, the PS those, Plus lineup, right? Deep Rock Galactic? Yeah, that's, that's your Games of Gold, your PS Plus. And uh, I'm going to throw it back over to you, Bobby, because you're the Game Pass man, and you're going to tell us what's new on Game Pass this month. Game Pass is off to a huge start for 2022. Uh, I think the name is pronounced Gorogoa, and I've seen a lot of really cool stuff for this puzzle game. People are obsessed with this one, and I've had my eye on it for a while. I've almost got it on my iPad a couple times, Uh, but it's on Game Pass. I have it downloaded. 
hoping to take a look at that here very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alija, or Alija, however you want to pronounce that. I think it's Aliha. Aliha is a game yeah. that Chase and I were pretty hot on when we first checked it out. It's got some incredible mechanics for being a pixel-based game. Um, pretty brooding story. It's, it's pretty dark in tone, but it's it's mm-hmm. really fucking cool. Like you should you should check that game out. Uh, it's on Game Pass now. Not a reason not to. The game yeah. I talked about earlier tonight called The Pedestrian. That's out. Uh, and it just came out tonight, actually, a day early. But a game called Ember, and I got this downloaded. This looks like um, totally reliable delivery service meets some sort of version of like a Left for Dead, but fighting fire. So you're 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 going into houses and fighting fires with a group of up to four. It looks like dumb fun, and uh, I, I think that could be a, a really good time. So that's available uh, right now. Hey, Bobby, um, bump up your sound just a touch. My sound? Yep, according to the chat, you're a little low. Oh. My my audio is a little low. Interesting. How about now? And Jedi, thank you. Um, hopefully that's coming through loud and clear. Let me know if it's not. Much better. Okay. Um, we've also got Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming to Xbox Game Pass, which is really cool. All three games included in that. Uh, that updates pretty good. Those those look solid. Um, you, did you actually end up playing those at all? Yeah, uh, I'm about halfway through Mass Effect right now. Okay. Um, the best, the best one. Two's the best one. The best one's two. Uh, Outer Wilds is back. Uh, I don't believe that this includes the 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 DLC that just came out, but Mass Effect. I'm sorry, Outer Wilds is back on Game Pass. You can play that. Uh, very cool game. Another cool game, Spelunky 2, uh, that I've been eyeballing for some time, so I will be downloading that January 13th. And the Anacrusis is coming out on the 13th, and we'll talk a bit more about that here in just a little bit. But that's your Game Pass lineup. Very solid month so far. Uh, Also, congratulations to the social media team for Game Pass. They've done a lot of fun stuff, and they just hit a million followers today and had a really fun meta announcement around that so pretty pretty big deal for them and Uh, meta announcement like their facebook integration that's it and that covers our freebies for january 2022 chase back to you to take us through the lineup of this month again not every game but most of not every game and also january is a little thin uh just not not a ton coming out uh i'm sure everybody's rushing to get their holiday stuff out and then we're just kind of in a bit of a doldrums until you know stuff pops back up but there is some stuff that's kind of interesting buckle up hey february could could be better we'll see uh anyway we did mention deep deep rock galactic that game is coming out on playstation 4 and playstation 5 on the 4th i guess it's already out at this point so you can go play those. Like I said, it's on PS Plus this month, so have at it for free. Very good. Uh, on the 6th, which is tomorrow or yesterday, if you're listening to the uh, archive, uh, Dead Cells, the Queen and the Sea DLC is coming out. Oh. Um, you can get this. It's, it's coming out wherever Dead Cells is sold. It's on pretty much everything at this you, point. I mean, I've been playing this. I haven't talked about it here on the show, but um, I didn't think you liked Dead Cells. Didn't you hate Dead Cells? I didn't hate it, but I also have changed my understanding. Oh, that's that's true. You have better taste now. And so I was like, you know what? 
I've got this nice iPad over here and I've got a really good controller for my iPad. This is on iOS. Why don't you check it out there? And uh, I've been wow. playing I've been playing through this on my iPad and I'm curious if this will be like an in-app purchase for this DLC. I I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I actually haven't played Dead Cells in quite a while. I, I really liked it and had a really good time with it when it first came out. Um, I think I, I went back to it when that first DLC, was that the Giants? Mm-hmm. Something with Giants in it, the DLC? Uh, I have not played any of the other DLCs, and, and apparently they've put out a decent amount of them. Um, there is a bundle out on Switch if you just want to buy all of it at once, and I think that bundle's on, on some other platforms as well. Awesome. But... Uh, I can tell you for this DLC, it has a couple of new areas, uh, new later game areas, including the Infested Shipwreck and the Lighthouse. Okay. Uh, and there also appears to be a shark that you can swing around as a weapon and then also throw it as a weapon. And that looks pretty fucking cool. So maybe I need to play Dead Cells again. Uh, yeah. I, why, why wouldn't you if you could do those things? Yeah. Yeah, that seems pretty rad. Um, we can just skip over the 12th. Uh, there's some Monster oh, Rise things yeah. coming out for PC. Um, no big deal. Nobody cares, right? Uh, so I really liked Rise, on, and I had a good time playing this on the Switch. But, the, but you do hate the Switch. I do hate the Switch. No, I'm kidding. Uh, this, the, the demo was out. Like They did the same demo that they had on the Switch for PC, and it is a noticeable improvement on how that game performs and looks, which you would expect. It's not to shit on the Switch because it was a feat in itself to get this on the Switch when it came out. Uh, but yeah, I am uh, absolutely going to, to put more time into that game on PC. Um, I cannot wait. And I, I bounced off of it immediately when I heard that it was coming to the PC. They don't talk about it here, uh, but there's also DLC coming out which we'll talk about later in the summer, but some pretty big updates, like a, a massive expansion coming out for that game that'll be on both platforms. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very... I know Johnny's picking this up. My cousin Jason's grabbing it. So um, the, the only saving grace you have, Chase, is that there's so many games in February that we'll probably only talk about this for like a week before you have to stop hearing about it. Yeah, and, and also that game came out in 2021, so uh, it's ineligible for many of our Game of yep. the Year awards for this year, uh, which means I won't have to hear about it in December either, which is great. Love win, it. Win-win. Um, the next day on the 13th, Astroneer is getting ported to the Nintendo Switch. What a game. Uh, Astroneer is a game I've had my eye on for a long time. Uh, it just it, it looks cool. It looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I am not like Bobby. I am not one of these guys who, who likes the builder genre kind of game. But for whatever reason, I kind of dig it here. I, yep. I, think, uh, I think what they have going on is, is really interesting. Um, and it's been cool to watch this game develop through early access on the PC side. Um, Crazy story how- about how this game came to be, too. Sure, yeah. Um, oh, you, you're not going to tell the story? <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a long... It, there's, oh, okay. a, there's a no clip, I believe out there that does a pretty impressive job um there's a lot of tragedy that happened in the midst of making this game and it's it's kind of crazy that it actually happened and uh it's it's very cool it's a very cool game yeah uh it's it's one i i've kind of like i said i've been keeping an eye on um 
Switch is is definitely my preferred platform, but also as as you may have heard earlier with something like Banners of Ruin, uh, Switch ports aren't always the best. And uh, I'm I'm a little worried how a game like this would one perform on Switch and two just uh, how how it would control on Switch. Yeah. So part of me is wondering if this is the time for me to jump in or whether I wait for a Steam Deck and then play that version. I know that Bobby likes this game and he's playing it on the PC, so it doesn't have crossplay. It ha- it does have crossplay from the Xbox to the PC, but not yeah. through a Switch to the PC. So maybe it's something I'll wait on. Maybe it's just something I'll I'll wait to see if uh, people say it's whether the Switch version is good or not before I jump in. But Astroneer is something I would like to play at some point in 2022. It would be a it just depends on what platform it is for uh, Casual Monday. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Bobby, you mentioned uh, the Anacrusis, which is coming out on January yeah. 13th, coming to PC and Xbox. You said it's on Game Pass, I believe. Day and day. Um, what what is the Anacrusis? The Anacrusis has uh, the DNA of Left 4 Dead, but in space, and mm-hmm. it's got like a real mod kind of 60s vibe to it, akin to like a Death Loop, uh, four player co op PVE. And uh, it is like Danger Will Robinson, like you're fighting robots and shit like that. Uh, it it had a pretty strong showing when I saw the trailer for it. At, I think it was E3. Um, and it was shown at Microsoft's press conference, and I believe it is exclusive to PC and, and, and Xbox. Uh, a few friends of the show over at Giant Bomb talked about it not that long ago, and they said that they had a pretty all right time playing through this with some some people and uh i i really dig the the look of the game Uh, i think that that's got a a pretty awesome vibe to it i am excited to have this on game pass so like i won't have to convince people to like pick it up and play it with me because i think that's the best way to play one of these but i'm pretty uh pretty into what they're doing and i can't wait to check it out all right sounds good uh, the next day, January 14th, we are getting God of War for the PC. It's, you know, this is the time that we're going to see just a lot of it's, because uh, those are pretty easy things to do, uh, at least for, for January. Um, yeah. do you, what, what more do you need to say about God of War? Um, it's, I, I don't it's know. There. It's fine. It probably plays, it probably looks better on PC. Yeah, that PS5 version of it looks really fucking good, though. Like, I'm not saying that it's going yeah. like, the PC version's doing some really impressive things from textures and DLSS and all that shit, but it's 40 bucks. I, I can, again, I know that there's some pretty big games in, in February coming out. You all don't know that yet. You're not on the insider track. Like we are here no. at the casual hour. No, nobody's ever um, heard about February games yet. We're in January, but there's a $10 off coupon on Epic where I could grab this. I, I just don't see myself playing through this game again. Yeah. And, if you I, are pretty excited for Ragnarok, though, right? Oh, I'm I'm very excited for it. It's not that I don't want to play this game. Like I think I love this game, but I've got a PlayStation Five that I don't use all that often as it is. So if I really needed to scratch the itch of God of War, I've already got this game. I could do a new game plus, which is probably the way that I'd want to play it. Truth be told, um, and it would give me a reason to fire it up and see those new enhancements on on there. But if I'm <sighs> Call me, call it buyer beware. All right. Um, but Horizon, pretty rough launch. 
Same for Final Fantasy VII Remake that's on PC. Yeah. Pretty rough launch. And they they come around, they fix it. Like Horizon is is absolutely a, a, a must play on, on PC if you don't have an opportunity to play, uh, play it anywhere else. I just don't know if I need to get this day and date in February or in January, especially yeah. you knowing it's in February. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing. Like there's there's a classic gamer out there who does not own a PlayStation, didn't own a PlayStation Four, doesn't own a PlayStation Five now, does own a PC, and you know if they want to see what that hotness from Sony looks like, uh, you know they've had to wait for a while, but now they can they can try it out and see what it's like. Uh, and and Sony for their part, or whoever Sony is contracting to get these these ports out, um, you know they're they're still learning how to do that and, yeah. and getting it over there. So so I, it doesn't surprise me that these kind of ship a little bit broken. But it is nice to hear that they have a track record of fixing these eventually. So, Absolutely, yeah, good stuff. On the twentieth of January, we are getting Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. This uh, this I believe is just like the we've heard about this game before. It's like a a co-op-y version, sto- like more story-based version of Siege, right? Uh, that's like zombie stuff, and you know, it not is. exactly horde mode, but um, it's it's the same kind of thing. Like you have your operators, and you customize your operators with different class kind of things, and. The whole idea is that it's more of like a PVE thing than it is the the way that Siege is PvP. So something we didn't talk about earlier because I was waiting for this is it just came out today that the Ubisoft Plus service is coming to Xbox. And they they haven't confirmed if that's going to be baked into Game Pass. And if it is baked into Game Pass, will it, will it come to PC as well? Um, but they did, however, announce that this game that we're looking at is going to be launching uh, day and date on Game Pass. And so it's, it's launching on a lot of shit too. It's yeah. uh, it's PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and even Stadia, which uh, I don't think anybody knows what that is, but um, that that will continue to be my favorite joke. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's there. I, guess, I will. If people, people I think want I it. think it has crossplay also. Um, it's if it's on those services for free, I I will probably check this out and and see what it's all about. Um, I, I'm a sucker for PVE games in a world that's surrounded by PVP. Like I will always make an effort to check out a PVE game. Um, and this is no exception. So I will be, and I'm sure the mechanics are going to be solid because they, it's just built right on top of siege, which people really like, like that game, I think has surprisingly built an esports following around it. Yep. Uh, that's, that's apparently really solid. I, I know people have gotten way into that game. Yep. So uh, cool that they're continuing to kind of build on it with this kind of single player side thing. Uh, but this is a standalone release. You you don't have yeah, to have yeah, Siege. It's, it's not DLC. This is its own thing. Totally. Uh, moving on. Oh, Bobby, this is crazy. There are two Stadia games coming out in the same day. What? I know. Who could who could possibly imagine? Uh, also on the twentieth, we are getting Windjammers two for the PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. Um, Did you play the first one? So I've played the first one. I don't own the first one. I played the first one at a pack. Did you like it? Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've watched people play this game. I thought it was really cool. Uh, you know, the the first Windjammers was a, a nineteen ninety four arcade game. 
Um, I, I think most of us probably know it, especially in the West. We probably know it because, uh, you know, Jeff Kurtzman really likes it and played it on Giant Bomb quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and, and riled people up to go, what the fuck is this game? How do I play it? Uh, it was on sure. the Wii Virtual Console for a little bit, but then uh, Data East, who was, was the rights holder, they died, uh, which meant that the game had to get pulled pulled off of a Virtual Console because they didn't know where to send the money to at that point. Oh, boy. Um, which just made things even worse. Like, how, how do people play this game? Uh, the rights were kind of weird. They bounced around for a bit, and eventually they uh, they popped over to .emu, who uh, okay. is is now uh, playing or now ported the game to PS4 and Vita in 2017, and then to the Switch in 2018. I, I didn't buy any of those versions. That that's the versions that I played at PAX, but I didn't buy any of those versions because you know it's an arcade game and it's something that's really fun to play multiplayer. And yeah. I don't want to play online and just get crushed by people who really know what they're doing. I want to play it with people I know. That you can beat. And sure. They, oh, yeah, sure. That I could at least have stand a chance at. Yes. Uh, but but yes, probably beat. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, like, I just don't have I don't have that group of friends that gets together, you know, at, at, a, house, at a single house and plays uh, games like games like uh wind jammers or uh what's the um uh what's the the fencing game genital jousting no no <laughs> when you're you're like the uh the silhouette guys and you're oh god damn it chase yeah that's gonna that's gonna burn me for quite a bit damn it i'll re- i'll remember at some point and just scream it up uh anyway that's the problem I have with those games. Is like they're fantastic games. Samurai Gun is another kind of one, one of those kinds of games. Uh, right. Even even something like um, like uh, fuck, I'm uh, Gang Beast. That's the other one I'm thinking of. Even something like Gang Beast is like not something. It's like that's not a game I'm going to purchase because I just am not going to have many opportunities to play that with people because I don't do enough couch competitive kind of stuff. Right, uh, but I really respect the hell out of them, and I like watching other people play them. And that was kind of my feeling with Windjammers One, uh, and I think that's probably going to be my feeling with Windjammers Two. This game looks fine. Uh, it's it's pretty. I still think I prefer the pixels over over this kind of uh, like cleaner. I wouldn't call it flash, but it is you know definitely uh, dark outlines. Yeah, it looks good. It looks fine. It, it it looks like they're adding some new mechanics. I'm sure there will be like a small esports scene that jumps around this. Uh, apparently, f- the French are way into windjammers, uh, and and so that's probably they? also where some of uh, where some of this uh, came back from. Uh, you know, there's there was still a hardcore French group of players who who wanted uh, the first game, and I think Dot Emu is French. They're European at the very least. Um, so I think they they saw that and uh, and kind of jumped on that opportunity. Anyway, I, I probably won't be purchasing Windjammers too, but I, I do think it'll probably be pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Moving on to the twenty seventh of January, we are getting Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger IX two. This stupid video is gonna X. end up. It's gonna get us flagged. I, I just know. Anytime you put this anime bullshit it's, on our preview, it is. It Somebody, does seem pretty anime. Somebody's always like, "Hey, you fucker! You can't monetize this." <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this this is coming out for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. 
Uh, as you can see, it's kind of like a Mega Man game. I, I would say it's actually closer to like the Mega Man Zero games that yeah. run you yeah. know, advanced. Um, oh, this is anime as fuck, Chase. It really, it really is. Uh, friend of the show, Jiggy-san, uh, is a big fan of the Gunvolt series. I have never played a Gunvolt game, but uh, they, because uh, I, I just am not the biggest Mega Man fan. Game, Mega Man fan, uh, but they, it does look really anime, it's and that's anime something shit. that that's something that kind of interests me. I just don't think I'd really like playing it. But uh, for those of you who do like you these kinds of play, games, you just think they're neat. I, I do just think they're neat. I would I would like to watch. I would watch an anime of Gunvolt I'd, before I would probably Same. play a Gunvolt game. Um, but yeah, does seem does seem kind of cool. Awesome. Uh, moving on to what probably is the biggest release of January, and yeah. that is on the twenty eighth, and that's Pokemon Legends Arceus coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, man, my I, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if it's just you and Johnny. Uh huh. But when this first got announced, I was at a pretty high high on it, and I don't mm-hmm. know if I, it's just me trying to like set myself up for a good time here but i feel like with each passing month leading up to this i've just been more and more concerned and like is this gonna be a thing that i like or prob not and i think it's yeah prob not i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling very similarly at this point um i i still don't really know what this game is yeah uh it it does i from the trailers, it does appear that there is turn-based Pokemon-style combat. Your Pokemon gets four moves, and you you can just use it out there. But also, it looks like there's somewhat of an action element to it, and that you are like almost like a monster hunter element to it, where the these big Pokemon are attacking you as the player, and you can dodge out of the way, and you can throw Pokeballs at them without having to this is a battle pre- them a first. Prequel, so to speak, right? Well, yeah, that part I think is actually the most interesting. This idea yeah. that it's in the it's in Sinnoh, the the Gen Four, the Diamond and Pearl land, but it's like an ancient Sinnoh, and you're actually getting to see these old these at least you got the characters appara- right. apparently old versions these these different versions these Hisuian versions of of something like Growlithe or Basculin. Um, there's parts of it that look really cool, but it also looks a little barren. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I don't know if I trust Game Freak to make something that's not a traditional Pokemon game at this point. Yeah, yeah, I feel and like, I, and I kind of barely trust them to make a traditional Pokemon game at this point too. <laughs> so I find it interesting the proximity to their last release for the Switch as well, because that was what last month that that game came out uh november it was november yeah i think it was november yeah but still like two months between pokemon releases is kind of unheard of and yeah but that's also that's all those are two different teams within within the pokemon company within game freak uh what they what they do a lot is they'll put like a, a team of relatively inexperienced developers on the remake because yeah. hey, you have the original games to go off. They you you're not having to build something entirely new. Um, so I think we're getting the A team here who's making this thing. I still just 
I'm not I'm not sold on what it is right now. And maybe it comes out and it blows me away, but at the moment I'm kind of oh, just I'm with you, man. cautious. I'm, yeah, I'm just being I want, I, I want it to be good. I really do. Yeah. But we'll see. And and I mean this this isn't exactly fair, but uh I I didn't love the the new Pokemon Snap either. Uh, yeah. that was also kind of a bummer. Which just kind of makes me worried about Pokemon games in general. And and even though we liked Pokemon Sword and Shield in the moment, I think we had a really great time as we played through those games originally. Um, I feel like the more we've sat with them, especially when those DLCs came out, we've been pretty down on on this latest generation of Pokemon. And uh, I find myself, I still love Pokemon. For sure, uh, it's probably it's probably still my favorite franchise in terms of you know putting everything together. But I'm I'm more excited to go play weird Pokemon ROM hacks of you know Dude, something that somebody just hacked Fire Red with instead of playing the brand new game on a Switch, and that feels weird to me. I I think that Temtem does so sure. much better. Than what I've experienced in in modern Pokemon games, from quality of life to innovative like approaches to like two v two stuff, I like that it's it's a very vibrant feeling world. Like Pokemon always felt pretty isolating for being this big adventure that you're on, um, and I like that Tim Tim. It's not like gross with like MMO stuff, but it's, there's enough mm -hmm. occupancy in those worlds that make them feel more lived in by people that are doing the same shit you are, which is really cool. And, and we definitely are getting to a point where, you know, my generation who grew up with the original Red and Blue, who who feels very defined by those games and, and this franchise, like those people are old enough now where they're in the games industry and they're making games and they're probably directors of games at this point. And that's that's why I think a lot of these Pokemon clones that we're getting now are really good. You had a lot yeah. of Pokemon clones in the past when when it was just, hey, this is the fad and everybody needs to try making their own. Uh, but now I think we're getting to a point where people are like, yeah, I've played a lot of Pokemon games and I think I can do it better or at least yeah. do it in a in a different, interesting way. And that's how you're getting Temtem. That's how you're getting Ooblets. Um, you know, I don't I don't think they're the best games, but even something like Nexomon is like, hey, here's our kind of take on Pokemon, and we're doing something a little bit different. I even think the Digimon games have been pretty good uh, recently. Cyber Sleuth and Cyber Sleuth 2, yeah. Hacker's Memory, um, like those games, I, I think are pretty good takes on the Pokemon genre yeah. uh, without, without falling into the pitfalls that Pokemon constantly falls into because it has to be beholden to all of its old mechanics. Um, yeah, yeah well, so we'll see. I didn't have the super high hopes on Arceus that I think I did when I first saw it, but I'm I'm interested in hearing. Yeah, totally. I also think that Growlithe is really cute. That Growlithe is very good. If anything, we'll have a, a, a cute Growlithe. Yeah. Uh, uh, one somewhere. last thing. One last game here, also on the 28th. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection is coming to PS5. Uh, this is Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy put together in a in a combination. So now, if you got the uh, what, what was it called, like the Nathan Drake collection, and this Legacy of Thieves collection, you could have all five uh, Uncharted games in those two packages. Um, I still have never played an Uncharted game. How about you? I played every one except for the 
what's it called? Legacy of Th no. Uh, what's the uh, Lost Legacy? Lost Legacy. I have not played Lost Legacy, but I've played every one of those up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you're a fan of the series? Then? You like it? I like. Yeah, I, I will say I like the, they're they're good games. I think four uh, was fine. It just felt like more Uncharted versus like new Uncharted. And personally, just me, uh, I think that those first two rebooted Tomb Raiders are better mm. games than any of these Uncharted games are. That's interesting. I, I've I've never played any of the Uncharted games. Uh, I just I've never really enjoyed t the Tomb Raider games, which I know these are kind of pulling from. And I've also I know this is blasphemous, but I've I've never really cared about Indiana Jones either. So like this this whole I, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but this whole kind of adventure raiding raiding tomb stuff is not is not my yeah thing. They're uh, they're fine. They're just man. none of these things. Last of Us is a catch me. Much better series, in my opinion. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess I'd agree, but also I, I, I just don't know because I haven't played the Uncharted games. Uh, what if you thought about the uh, the Uncharted movie trailer, though? Any uh, any thoughts on that? You know what it it looks it looks fine. Um, I think mm. I think that they're maybe going the wrong direction with the casting. It's not not what I anticipated them to do. Like Nathan Drake it, appears to be pretty damn young in this movie. Yeah, I mean they're going for an origin story, which I guess I guess is fine. But I I think what you really needed to do is like right now you have Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and you have um, Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Yeah, and I think you really need to like shift that and have Wahlberg be Nathan Drake. And then have somebody like Bruce Campbell be Sully. Like that's that's Dude, what you need. Give, give like me that's a that's Fillion what we're looking and for. And a Bruce Campbell. Sure, I, I'm not the biggest Nathan Fillion fan, but I understand he would do well in this kind of role. Uh, but yeah, I I think Sony was like, hey, you know, we got that Tom Holland kid in our pocket. Sure, I mean, if you got the Spider Man, you put the Spider Man in it. It just he's yeah yeah. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the, I don't, the other thing too is like again, who fucking cares at the end of the day? But the Tom Holland and the people that are super into Tom Holland, like Uncharted peaked what 10, 12 years ago, maybe longer. Sure. And so you're cribbing on this franchise with people that like are you're hoping just go to it because of Tom Holland, which I get. Well, I think I think you're anybody who cares about Uncharted is probably just going to see the movie anyway. So they already have those people, right? For for everyone else, it's yeah. I what I hope they do is they kind of forget that it's an Uncharted game. Yeah, this guy Uncharted movie. Like, yeah, this guy is called Nathan Drake. Um, he's he's searching for you know what's what's his ancestor um, Francis Drake. Francis what's Drake. Yeah. Uh, he's looking for that treasure. Isn't that what the whole series is about? Uh, like, you can just start that and then forget everything else that happens in, in the actual games and just tell... All you have to tell your mainstream movie-going audience who doesn't know what the fuck Uncharted is is, hey, we're making an Indiana Jones kind of film. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And I, and we got the Spider-Man in it. I like, put this that's, in front of that's what a, My wife, yeah, who loves Indiana sure. Jones, loves National Treasure, and really digs 
Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And she's like, this, this looks like a ton of fun. I'm like, yeah. Let me tell you something. It's a video game movie. And she's like, oh, okay, and, cool. And she doesn't have any of the baggage from that. And no. neither does most of what I imagine the audience for this film will be. Right. So that that's why I think if you're going to make a successful film out of this, you have to forget that there's a video game story here. Like, just let some screenwriter write whatever the fuck they want and let your Sony fanboys go, oh, it wasn't exactly like that in the Look, game, because fuck them. All these Because that, that makes up, like, a fraction of who matters. Who might to, be upset to about Tom up. Holland? We were probably this close. We were probably that close. Yeah. Chris Pratt, Nathan Ooh. Drake. And you know yeah. it. I know it. So be count your lucky stars that it's not... <laughs> Mario himself dangling from a rope. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's wrap this up, Bobby. We need to make some picks. Uh, my picks are Astroneer, I guess, if it runs well on Switch, and I guess Pokemon. But I, I'm going to be playing. Here, here's what I'm actually going to be doing. I'm going to be playing Fantasian on my iPad. I'm going to be playing my Analog Pocket. I'm going to be playing a lot of Super Robot Wars 30. I'm not really going to give a fuck about anything that comes out here in sure. in January. So these picks are more are more of kind of like me trying to throw a bone to this sure. dry, barren ass desert that is January. Yeah. Bobby, what about you? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, which is a known quantity, so I, I feel like. I'm just getting to play that game the way I want to now. Um, but the Anacrusis, I think it looks really cool. And, I, you know, I'm going to get Pokemon. Like, there's no getting around it. I'm going to check that out. Um, yeah. Unless, like, leading up to... I'm not going to pre-order that game. Um, but Wow, progress. But leading up to its release, like, if there's just like a, hey, this is pretty fucking rough, I might say, you know what? Like, I'll use this time to get caught up on other things. Um, and And do that. So... At this moment in time, I, I plan on picking that up, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, and then Johnny did write his picks down. He also had Pokemon Arceus. Uh, he has Monster Hunter Rise, and he also and he has the uh, Dead Cells DLC, which I think is probably a good call. I, I bet that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, Bobby, I, I think that's that's nice all we got. Nice job, man. Yeah. Per usual. Appreciate it. Not surprised yeah, at sure. all. You do a fantastic job with that. Thank you for. Putting that note together, I, I really love these episodes. Um, it's one of my favorite things that we do here on the on the show. So uh, nice job. Yeah, um, it's fun, fun thing to do. So let's talk about the week, right? We've had some big things happen so far. Monday, you and I played Inscription. Uh, didn't do as hot as I wanted to. I played that a little too loose and fast, but I was, uh, eh, you, know, you know, we had a fun time anyway. We had a good time hanging out with our friends and each other. Tuesday, we put up the gunk. We talked about that earlier tonight. Uh, go check that quick look out, youtube.com slash casual hour, or you can follow along in our show notes and or chat. Uh, today, we talked about all those games coming out in January. Tomorrow, uh, we've got kind of a tribute, so to speak, with the analog pocket where I, it's hard. It's like a quick look, but also kind of like a sneak peek type thing. Like, hey, we're gonna take a look at some hardware. It's not like any other yeah. quick look we've done. Yeah, it's kind of like three quick looks in one, but kind also kind of kinda none because we didn't yeah. play any of those games for very long. Yeah, it's just like a little showcase of what an analog pocket can be. Yep, and I'm sure if you like that quick look, there'll be something a little bit more savory over on the gamers on the go front later on down the line. 
Uh, so that'll be live tomorrow on YouTube at 9 a.m. Central on Friday night. I am so fucking excited. God, Chase, I am so excited. We got a whole new series called Unsatisfactory launching here on the Casual Hour for a recently rebranded Casual Fridays where Johnny and I are going to be building a factory and satisfactory. I think you you might pop up and chat a little bit. And, and I'll try. Us. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is all assuming that Johnny is healthy uh, by well, Friday. Hey, which... I got news for you all. If Johnny is sick, I'm playing that game without him. Uh, we're playing He's sick. I, I might play something with you. you well, hey, that, that would be great, too. We could actually let's make that happen. If Johnny's sick, I guess we'll just have to buy Tim Tim and play Tim Tim with me. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, we, did I? I did. We've say got plenty of games that we oh, can we do. play. If, we do. Uh, we've if got Johnny a doesn't show, a lot of fun stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to Unsatisfactory. Uh, I I hope he's well enough to uh, to make that happen because I think that'd be a fun show. Yeah, totally. So we've got, like I mentioned, we've got a good start for the factory, and uh, we're gonna see where that game goes. Um, Chase, you, we've yeah. been teasing a lot of stuff for you tonight um, because 2022 seems to be the year for handheld gaming. Why don't you tell everybody Maybe. why that's important to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a I have a podcast that I do. Uh, you know, some might say I don't do it because uh, I haven't done one since October. But uh, I'm looking forward to coming back to Gamers on the Go, my podcast uh, oh, yeah. exclusively about handheld video gaming. I know that Johnny and I, at some point uh, in this month, are going to record an episode on our new analog pockets and talk about them, and probably also talk about a couple of uh, original Game Boy games. Uh, to to kind of frame our discussions around, so look look forward to that. That'll be on gamersonthego.com, uh, GOTG podcast on Twitter. Uh, also, I've got a YouTube channel uh, at Chasey K Plays on Twitter. You can search for Chasey K Plays on YouTube or just click on it in the chat right there. Um, where Johnny and I have been going through the new Pokemon remakes, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, it's and we're really doing cool a first. Series really fucking cool we're series. doing our first ever nuzlocke which is a, a more challenging way to play pokemon and uh it's been really fun so far i think we have five episodes out right now and our sixth one comes out this saturday oh yeah uh that's great so good good stuff all around let me let me be sure on that e yes 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 one two three four five yes yeah, six comes out on saturday um so that'll be really fun I'm uh, looking forward to, to playing more of that with Johnny. Um, I, Nuzlocke, Nuzlocke's are something I would never do on my own, but having having it be something that I record and have a, have a witness there in Johnny to, uh, to kind of bounce ideas off of and also just to watch me try to play that game well sure. has been a good time. So uh, go check that out, and, uh, and we'll keep making it. Absolutely. Um, next week we'll have some more fun stuff. Chase and I are, are brewing up some series for ourselves for casual Mondays where we'll be getting together. Um, I can tell you right now that Johnny and I are probably going to do minimum two, two streams, maybe three of unsatisfactory for, uh, the next couple months, but we've got a few games that we've already got kind of queued up for like a one, one off to, to break things up a little bit for, for casual Fridays and Chase and I are going to be doing similar stuff there. Um, next week, however, you will be doing a deep dive here on the casual hour which is a really very cool type of episode that we do uh think of it more of like a journalistic approach more educational and formal 
heavy presentation from one one person on the team here to the, yeah, the group. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's some show and tell. Sometimes it's just tell. Yeah, uh, but it's it's always a fun time. Always a good time to learn about something. Uh, and if you dig what we're doing here with podcast, uh, you can listen along uh, Fridays at nine a.m. And I, you know, we don't do this too often. But I was go ahead and say like, hey, if you if you like what we're doing here, like, subscribe, follow where you can, whether for a podcast, Twitch, uh, YouTube. That, that all helps us out and lets us know kind of what you're into and what we should be doing. We're, we're, we're constantly evaluating all content from us here at the Casual Hours. Chase, thank you so much tonight for the note. Johnny, rest up, feel better. Get ready for the factory. Or don't. Credit. Or don't. Don't. I don't give a shit. I'm just trying to be nice. Um, <laughs> and that one's for free. Didn't cost you 75,000 points. Um, and we'll be back Friday night, hopefully. Or unsatisfactory. Otherwise, Chase and I will be playing some games together and having a great time doing that too. Thanks everybody. Be safe. Take care. Wear a mask. I'm Bobby. This is Chase. We'll be back later on. Take care.